Hey y'all, welcome to the Really Real Podcast with Miss Dove. This is a special episode that I wanted to share as I spoke to Miss Pearson while we were doing a styling session on her beautiful locks. Um, she's very shy <laughs> and uh, spoke to her and she said, uh, it's cool to share her wisdom with the world. So we don't have too many people that can say they have uh, older persons in their lives that can impart wisdom on them and share their knowledge and what they've been through and their life experiences, their motivation as to why they keep going and all that good stuff. So I wanted y'all to check out this conversation. Uh, it's very special. Definitely caught me in my little feelings. <laughs> um excited to share something that I get to experience <laughs> often. So check it out and yeah, enjoy. So I was sitting there thinking like, <laughs> because when you're, when you're talking to me, I always think to myself like, man, what? We, we, we talk and I, I think we don't realize how important it is to have those people impart wisdom on us. Yeah. So that's this is why I say it's always important when, when you come here, I get to hear, you share knowledge, experience, wisdom, encouragement, motivation. Yeah, I have to encourage. I just always been like that. Because I know that when you have somebody that can impart certain things in you. That make you see, okay, I can achieve. I can be successful. I yeah. can finish the course. I can do what, you know, whatever. Yeah. My kids used to bring kids. <laughs> Your kids were proud. Yeah, you didn't have to call me or something because Lisa still does that. Well, she said, and I tell her that she go tell the first I said, I live my life on to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like but you, you guys, I, I, I love you guys, you know. So I enjoy you, and you young, you give me energy. Yes, ma'am. And I just, I tell you, you just too much. I try because I like when you and move on. Yes, ma'am. And you don't whine. You just say what you know what you want to say. But you don't whine and I like that. Yeah. Because you're strong. You're very strong. I had no choice. Yeah, but honey. You know like Because you you survive a lot. That Satan <laughs> that you were married to, you survive that. And you're not bitter and I like that. Yeah. Sometimes I still be like, man, I can't believe I went through that. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that was your journey. Yes, ma'am. That was your journey. And see, what he doesn't realize, he had it made. He had a jewel as a wife who would do anything and whatever to help him and help the household. But he was so busy conniving and being jealous hard and all that kind of So now he's missed out on that. I just think I, I take it as one of those lessons of you know how you you desire something mm-hmm. you know I always used to hear people say uh, be specific mm-hmm. so I was specific but the wrong yeah. <laughs> the wrong person came along yeah. but I'll say he was the right person at the time in the sense of it was a lesson to be learned yeah. in that situation. Because yeah. um, initially, you know, when you're first coming out of it, you're angry. Like, I, oh, I, didn't, I didn't deserve to go through it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But that's where you find strength from hardship. But that was a lesson you had to learn. Yeah. To but learn. I also learned how to be a better wife. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm still a wife. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who ends up with me? <laughs> yeah. 
they gonna appreciate what I have to offer. Um, not just because oh I cook, I clean, but I'm hardworking. Yeah. Um, I'm supportive, encouraging, things mm-hmm. like that. And what I hear from you is the the part of still having independence. You know, yeah. like you could be with someone but still have your your own. Yes. That's the way it should be. Sometimes you have to fight for it, but you just do it. And it's a way still that, with respect. But oh, I was gonna say, but it's a way that you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. You don't do it with anger. You do it with I'm gonna try. Yeah. Appreciate that. You always inspire me. Oh, you. Oh, I, uh, that's a blessing to me. Always. That's just your blessing. That's my blessing too. Tell you, I, I used to see you before you would come and sit in the chair, and I'd be like, "Man, she be talking," and I'd just be listening. And we don't have too many, you know, of those that came before us to share that. Yeah. So I just I treasure you. I, you. I do, and I love you. Love you too. Man. I love you because <laughs> I just I just look at I, and I admire you so much because no matter what, you still you don't you may stumble, but you don't stop. You right. keep on going. And sometimes those stumbles is for you to stop and stand in place. Mm-hmm. And then let God come and impart wisdom into you. That's right. And then you move on. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody comes from a different family environment. That you're in spite of it. Yeah. You're a conqueror. I mean, but you gotta learn the less learn lessons. Though we, though everybody don't have the ideal family relationships. That's right. You learn what you don't want, uh-huh. and you change it to what you desire. Uh-huh. And then for those that have the direction with you know the, the parents or the family dynamic, uh-huh. then you just continue to say those are goals uh-huh. or motivation, not necessarily goals, because sometimes it's a lot of pain before the happiness happens. Ooh. Mine started when my mother got with my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And then to control her, he got this this religion, Joe Witnesses. Huh? And he told her he if she became one, he'll get baptized and he's gonna do it too. But, but she back got baptized and he never did. And it changed the dynamic of uh my mother and my relationship mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I my life was not normal anymore right you know because I was used to certain things certain times whatever and it really you know it, it could have just ruined my way of thinking I could have you know done some anything that was not right but I did and then I had my mother's feeling this woman was walking away because uh, uh a leaf fell out of the tree because they they, the, um, they had dug the grave, but it wasn't wide enough. Mm-hmm. So, well, they put up on the tree and left the casket open, and so this leaf fell on, and I just went up to it and pulled it off. And they came and closed that casket. Really? Yeah, this is after this man and my uncle, because there was insurance involved, Told the guy at the funeral home. Now they know I'm going over because my aunt had already told me. I said, "Well, Annie, will you come?" She said, "No, that's your mother. You go look, and if she doesn't look like you want her to look, then you make that's your mother." And so they knew I was going, but honey, I didn't know till I got there. The guy said, "Oh no, uh, Mr. Faye said you're not to see your mother." What? I said, "I'm not what." And the baby, I started screaming. So I called my uncle. My uncle, my uncle, the grist over here. You know, let us see your mother. He said, no, he said, you, you don't. I'm bring my shotgun out there, and then you'll let her see it. <laughs> that was my best uncle. I had another good uncle, but that was the best one. Okay, what and they then, say? We all have favorites. So oh, up. yeah. And I was spoiled, <laughs> and they just spoiled me more so, and it just, you know, because like when, when I, now I graduated from high school and I was working, I was working for a graduate high school, I was with my mother. And my girlfriends, uh, 
was going to uh, Galveston. And so my other girlfriend had a boyfriend and the others of us were just going, you know, we didn't have boyfriends. Well, I didn't have one, but no boy, he was the only guy going and he was driving the car. So we went, my mother told me if I'm not back by 12, just don't come back. Well, you know what, it was, it was almost 11 then when I left. And we were going to Galveston. Mm -hmm. So I went and I had fun. I came back. She had me a note on the, on the bed. So I got to go back where I came from. So I could no longer live there. And I, you know what I thought? I said, be honest. I said, thank you. Mother, for everything you've done. I appreciate some to that extent. You know, to that degree. And I want to stay with my cousin. Because I'd already talked to her. And I told her I'd pay rent and everything. Which I did, and then my uncles, I don't know who, how they found out. My two favorite uncles. The oldest one came to Numbing. And I don't know how they found the address and everything. They said, Numbing, come on, you can stay with me. I said, no, uncle, because he had three kids and he and his wife. And that's going to be too many people in, in that apartment, you know. So I said, no, well, you can come. I said, no, Uncle, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to tell him I appreciate it. Honey, my other uncle. Ah! I'm going get your clothes. Come <laughs> stay with me, with us. That's, that's all right. No, get your clothes. Sure did. So see, God, the love that was taken from me, God gave it back to me uh -huh. in a way I never would have thought. And I married, you know, when I married, married to my house, because when I got my ring, I asked my uncle, I said, my engagement ring, I said, uncle, is this real? <laughs> he said, you want me to cut the glass with and see? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, everybody was crazy about St. Thaius. Well, the day you tell me something, that's St. Uh nine years older than I. Mm -hmm. So... We were just talking about my mother, and I was talking about how uh, I wish Tasha could have met mother. Because they always say, my baby girl looks like, my uncle say, she looks just like their mother. See, I never seen their mother, because she died before, you know, my mother was like four years old. Okay. So then, I said, okay, uh, so I'm going uh, and then she said he'd go out there and take take Lisa. He loved Lisa. Oh, she loved Lisa. And so he said, you know your mother. She used to watch me all the time. He said she probably wondered about me, but she used to watch me. And he had never told me that. Really? Oh, he had never told me how mother would just look at him and But you know, some people wait. You know, it's just like, uh -huh. girl. No, I ain't gonna yeah. tell her that. Yeah. It might make a rift or a situation. Yeah, but I, you know, these, a lot of stuff sometimes they come up with that. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, mother was crazy about him, though. She didn't come to our wedding. Really? She, oh, no, she was your witness. I got married to the daughter's church. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. It's, but that's, that's stupid because white folks would go to weddings and funerals. They just had mother just, whew. I just, my mother had been everything to me. My mother and my grandfather. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, but I, but I, she hurt me though at my grandfather's film because she come out there, look at her up there, get her. I just crying and going away. Oh, and he's a he, he, uh, he's a, a sinner, you know, because he was he was in Baptist church. She was the whole witness. Those are those are the only things I think are, are tough when you mm -hmm. are the religious differences. Mm -hmm. You know, just like um, everybody's practices are different. Yes. So some people kind of shun or shame other beliefs because mm -hmm. it's not like theirs. But the thing about that is, um, when we started going to a white congregation, yeah, they go to weddings in other churches, they go to funerals in other churches, they, they live their life. 
You put too many restrictions. There could be too many restrictions yes. in religion that uh, keep you from being human. But you know, they, black people go to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what it is, this is what it yeah, is. But they interpret it differently. Mm-hmm. You think, I don't care what I'm going. Do you think you take a lot of what you learned from your your uncles, your grandfather, your mother, and how you raise your daughter, or the the advice you that impart on them? Because there was certain restrictions, but then there were there were things that would would allow them to do too. Mm-hmm. Because um, now, one thing I have to give my mother: when I was in school, I was in the band, I was in the, uh, the chorus and the glee club and all of that. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to prom and everything. So, see, that was kind of—you just couldn't figure that part out. Right. But I had said my girls were going to be in this and that and the other, and they have been. As a matter of fact. Uh, the children in my husband's family say what they liked about me is that I allowed my my girls to, to be in, participate and be in different things at school. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, you don't need to do it. And I say, no, because you, your dad didn't let you do it. My kid's going to do it. But they have, they have certain values. They had to care about other people. Uh-huh. They couldn't be... They weren't supposed to be backstabbers and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then Tosh had a hard time because the kids were kind of jealous of her. And she and she just liked people. And I felt sorry for her because she, she just loved people, you know. And then, you know how people are. And when she found out, it kind of hurt her. Yeah. It... And that's the innocence. You yeah, know, we're, uh-huh. we're just being ourselves uh-huh. as children. We're being uh-huh. ourselves. Yes. And you wonder why you're not being accepted. Accepted. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, now Lisa. <laughs> she can take you and leave you. I used to tell all the time she was snob. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. I said, yes, you are. But that's you. <laughs> if it works for you, fine. But uh, because I stood between their dad and them, there's a lot of things they were able to allow them to do. And and then he would be proud, mm-hmm. but he'd be, he would fight me <laughs> and they shouldn't do it. Because mm-hmm. I say, don't get angry. My kids are uh, me because your dad said you had to come home because you had to watch those girls. Because he had all those sisters and he was. Say, I want to do this and I want to do that. I say, well, different. But I, I uh, learned more about people when I started working because I didn't know people could be so heartless and so cold. Because I've always been, you know, a nurturer. Right. And you know, kids, you know, even when I was uh, when I was in school. And Hispanic and whites and all came to my house, you know, and spend the night and all that. And that was in the 60s. <laughs> do, you, do you see a lot of similarities from the 60s and now? Or is it quite different? Uh, things were rough for black people, but we could make it. And it was, and, and you know, uh, in Houston, it was different from like in a, you know, in in, in uh, Georgia and different places. Mm-hmm. But I knew we didn't have the rights we should have. But it was so different here, and you had you knew you could make it, and you find a good job or something like that, mm-hmm. and then you save your money and you know and try to make it. So it was different then, because I'm looking at now. Things are so much more expensive. So with what's going on with with uh, jobs and and um, 
and the money that you know the salaries and everything it's different now different from what it was then because we didn't make a whole lot of money but a lot of things were not expensive like you paid light bill eight thousand something you know eight thousand eight thousand something uh-huh light bill and then it went but, up but were y'all making a lot well no we weren't making a lot of money that you know and and people people here in houston were uh well, I guess their money was a, was a lot according to the times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But so that, that's but the, different. But okay. the money, even apartments. I think uh, I think the last apartment we had, I think, was fourteen. Was it fourteen? I think or something like that. It wasn't much. Fourteen what dollars? Uh huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Your last uh, apartment was fourteen dollars. I think it was fourteen or sixteen. Something like fourteen. 16. Uh, what year was we, that? Before we bought our home. When was that? That was in the sixties. Y'all were paying fourteen dollars a month. Yeah. No, no, no. Fourteen dollars a week. Fourteen dollars a week. Yeah. Okay, so that was about fifty-six dollars. If I'm not mistaken, that's what we paid. I know it's fourteen dollars. I don't think it was for the month. I think it was weekly though. So that's about fifty-six dollars. Yeah. So it wasn't much. Jeez. And then car insurance, you know, wasn't. Real expensive then. Gas prices. What was that? Oh, like? They were low. <laughs> they were very low. Because when they have a, a price war, uh-huh. you pay fifteen cents a gallon for gas. They, you know, had the. the uh, they, I, I think they stopped that though. Because for a long time, mm-hmm. gas stations would do that. Have that gas war. Oh, the corridor, the yeah, yeah, uh huh. Who will get the lower gas? Yeah, uh huh. And you know, and and then uh. But you know we were getting all that oil from overseas, and they weren't really paying them that much. They just kept the shower and, and, and you know in um in office, and then boy, then things started happening, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. But in Houston, when they were having all the riots and all that stuff, these white people didn't want that, so they got with um oh what's the what's the name? Lawson and okay. different ones in the community, okay. so they could squash it. Uh-huh, so they could squash it and make sure we didn't have an uprising here, you know. Okay. So they made provision. They did. They made uh, plans to, to help people and all that. But I remember that was certain stores you couldn't go in. But segregation. Uh oh yeah, but you could go in folders. And then after a while, they just opened up because I remember Martin Luther King got killed on the fourth April fourth, nineteen sixty eight. I was on my way to Guff Gate. Okay. Uh, Southside. Because I had uh got me some, some shoes and they they tight so I take her take her back to uh take her southwards. And she got and got her shoes. You know, at that time, you know, you could could the little money went a long way. So it gets different things I wanted for my child. Because before my mother became a witness, uh-huh. well, my mother dressed me, baby. At the basis Ooh, of the finest cloth. And then my stepfather started stepping, but then she let, you know, but my, my father was sending me a check. So my mother, she wanted me to look pretty and all, and get my hair done all the time. And the more he, he worked on it. He worked on it. Wore her down. Wore her down. And that's why that woman told me, she said, so you never be, I don't see anything wrong with you. She said, you did it. What I, you say you did it. When I hear you talk about your family, I think mm-hmm. of uh, the, the lessons you say, you, or the things you share with your daughters. Mm-hmm. And you believe, like you begin to teach them you know, just how to go out there and do their thing. Do it. So, one of the times you shared with me about like uh, properties, things mm-hmm. you were y'all are leaving for them and oh, yeah. putting them in position. I think right around the time when COVID hit was mm-hmm. one of the conversations we had about um, home ownership. You know, yeah, divvying right. out who's getting what, mm-hmm. how, and uh, businesses being yeah. shifted. I think you say your daughter had was cooking. Oh, she had a what? What business was that? Oh, when she's making her little different products and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she still does a little product, but uh, she was trying to get off of it into, she was trying to learn how to, uh, what you call this, uh, oh, like when you have a baby at a birthing center. Doula? Big yeah. wiper? Yeah. She wanted to do all of that. She just, because she wanted everything natural. Yeah. That's the baby girl. And Felicia's more like we were we were young and in, in you know that marriage and she learned from that generation. Mm -hmm. And then Ash learned some of us, but she she was exposed to different kids than Felicia was exposed to. And she said, Mom, I hate when you leave me at the at the at the nursery because they always want to beat me up because they were talking about how I dress and how I look and they used to be mean to me. I say I used to hate when you start crying, I didn't know she was crying. Mm -hmm. Baby, you just have to make you, you have to be stronger. I say, because that can happen even when you're grown. Because I know, because I've gone through it. Right. I always try to be kind and help people. And then they, they find out to tell them you like a dog when I am back. That's why a lot of times I'm trying to be isolated. Every people I fool with, you know, should not go to the stream. Because I like people. Right. Just love people. When people come. And so I stopped a lot of things. And I think what really started that because I've been looking for a church. And my daughter, I was going to school with these young, with these, these girls and I, they invited her to the church and then she got, she fell in love with it. My baby girl did. Mom, 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 y'all, y'all go to this church. Y'all always come to give us a church. And you'll like it, it'd be nice, so I went. But I tell you, it can be so deceiving. Whew. I thought I said, well, that worked. Y'all really annoyed me because I like to dress. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the church, and you got something to say. And then one woman thought I was gone, trying to uh, go with her husband. I go, and I thought, that's not my type anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And then one young lady, one lady was talking, and she had been in the church a long time, and she was telling the new people, coming, uh, you, just how she may see, well, how she, some kind of way you put it there, you see a woman with a purse and a shoes, and she don't have to dress like that. And my girlfriend came back to them, she said, no, we all knew what you were talking about. I said, but I don't bother that lady, I don't, you know, I don't understand. I like for my for my my folks to look like queens. I can, I, don't, I don't have to like you. Still want you to look like a queen. Right. I brought that up the other day with uh, one of our uh, younger bell clients. I said back in the day they used to put on their Sunday best mm -hmm. every day of the week just to yes. go to the store. Yes. I heard a uh, another lady. She was like, I still put my rouge on. Yeah. I said, What's your rouge? You know, my blush, my lipstick, uh -huh. and my eyeshadow. She said she'll buy that one lipstick, put it on her eyes, her cheeks, and her lips. She said she put her good wig on just to go right. buy some coffee and some creamer but for her coffee. Dress. We used to dress. You I know? said that's that's dope. Like. Taking mm -hmm. pride in your appearance, yeah, and it's not necessarily for the uh, impression to oh, no, impress other people, no, it's for but yourself. to feel good. It's for yourself. Cause they say, "Oh no, I should have known you gonna be dressed up." I said, "No, you don't have to dress. You do you. I'm you gonna know? be." Cause I had a girl at work, and she made money. Her husband made money, mm -hmm. big money. Oh. I go, no, I mean, she got to dress up, but what, it was a Christmas party. Yeah. And yeah, and I was stepping. Because <laughs> I used to step. Mm -hmm. But I did it for me, I didn't do it for anybody else. Well, how she do this? How, I work every day. I work every day, and I used to sew. That was one of the things I remember my dad, mm -hmm. even though him and my mom went together, my dad was in the streets. Uh -huh. And I remember holidays or birthdays, he mm -hmm. would come with two trash bags. Uh -huh. One full of clothes, uh -huh. one full of toys. All right. And that made up for the time I didn't see him, uh -huh. supposedly. Uh -huh. In my head as a child, it was like, okay, he yeah. brought me stuff. Yeah. I felt cool with yeah, it. But as an adult, you realize I really wanted his time and attention. Yeah. But I realized, I even look at pictures the outfits look crazy now in my head, but as a kid, I look good. Yeah, because you know? at that time, that's what it was. Yeah, hair was always mm -hmm. curled. 
get to dig go outside, look at any kind of way. And uh, I started to learn how to do my own hair at the age of six or seven. Yeah. So I was like, er, I, I need my puff to look right. I didn't realize I, I was talking about edges back in the day. My sides need to be brushed yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> you know how you supposed to look at it. Yeah, Barbara, get that brush and hit them sides. I was like, yes, ma'am. Because I know when my mother, when she kept on turning, kept turning, I had to start doing my own hair and all. It's just a lot of things I went through that made me stronger, but it hurt me. Why you were it? Sensitive. Because see, I'm a Leo, but I have cancer. Uh, 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 what you call them? Not probably traits. Yeah. Cause I'm real tender-hearted. Do anything for you. If you crying, but I'm crying with you. We'll do, try to figure you this out it. and everything. A Leo, I'm going to break out. Mm-hmm. But it's not against you. Anything. It's just what I need to do for myself. Right. Cause I look in the mirror and say, Lord, and this is something I can drop this weight. I'm not used to. This much weight, but but you know, we went through that period where you couldn't really go places and do things. And I find myself getting depressed. So I would eat. Mm-hmm. I That's not good for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And the kids always say, "Well, do this, now, do that." But you know how you are. And you used to bring their friends to the house, and then I become their mother. And, and fulfill what their mother wasn't giving them. But sometimes it be those persons outside of your family that give you that extra. Yeah, something you that you're good. missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make you feel, realize that, oh, I am that. I hadn't thought about it because no one is telling me that. But they call it the substitute. Yes. You know, the, the, the but, you know, we've surrogates. Always, we've always had that in, in the black community. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, Church, mm-hmm. barbershops, yeah. yeah. nail shops, hair salons, yeah. uh, school teachers, mm-hmm. counselors. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. cause that's how I got motivated mm-hmm. in uh, grade school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my counselor was one of the reasons why I ended up switching careers to become a psychology major. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted to go into therapy and counseling because mm-hmm. she was teaching me stuff. And then in the absence of my mother, she would correct all the other administrators, staff, teachers. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, Danica's in my office. Uh-huh. I was only, I only had half day. Oh, so man. she would be like, well, you know you're supposed to be on campus, so just hide out of my office. Uh-huh. We'll leave and sneak off campus to go get some Popeye's chicken. Uh-huh. Come back, and literally I'd be in there on the computer uh-huh. looking up college stuff. Uh-huh. I would get scholarships for days, and then she would uh-huh. sign off if it needed an admin signature. So I feel like those little things play mm-hmm. a major part in why people become successful because yeah. someone steps in to give you something that mm-hmm. you might be lacking at home. Yeah. And so it's imperative that we show up for others because we never know that little bit of something uh-huh. could be the reason why we change or we influence a person's decision. See, God always provides. He do. He sure does. Because I remember, like with uh, Felicia, a lot of things they just didn't know and we had, you know, bought buns and everything thinking that's what you needed for for her to go to college and find out, oh no, you need a grant scholarship. Well, by the time it was, you know, trying to go, it, things had changed. Everything mm-hmm. got more expensive. And went, okay, so with Tasha, I said, okay, I took out this insurance because Tasha's my smartest child when it comes back to a lot of things. She's she's smart. And she used say, how come Tasha always get it? I don't get it. I said, don't worry about it, baby. You just be you and you just keep on trying. Right. I say, so don't look at her. Because Tasha's more like, when it comes down to knowledge and grasping there, she's more my mother. Mm-hmm. Was it like more patience? Intuitive? She's just, just smart. Mm-hmm. Just smart. And she observes. Okay, observe. You know, and when she used to do good, good in school, kids used to, but, and it, it affected her so much. I felt sorry for my child <laughs> because, uh, you know, when you, when you think someone is your friend and then they're saying these ugly things about you, know, and then you find out because they they want to wear your clothes and want to, ooh, we don't have this, that, and that. They're not your friend, they're just using you. Right. Especially when they turn around and say ugly things about you. Mm-hmm. So her, she was more sensitive than, than Lisa. But uh, she decided, 
Are you sure? Because that'll be good for you. And plus, you have, you know, you're smart. So you can zip through it. No, that's not what I want to do. Oh, Lord, I tell you, I must have cried for days. Should have been tougher and made her go. But then I don't know if that would have worked out, too. But I, I but she found her way. Well, yeah, she did. Yeah, because she really, she likes to have a little business, you know. That's what she likes. She doesn't care about all She likes the independence. She likes the independence where, you know, people can't tell her what to do, when to do, and how to do it. Right. She owned herself. But <laughs> she take all kind of courses now. And before she started, she's taking all kind of courses. But it's, it's indigenous to what she wants to do. So what was your support or backing of that decision? Like once you said you cried. I cried and I just prayed and then I just... Every once in a while, I tried to steer her, but she was determined. She just didn't, she'd had enough of school, she said, because the way the kids did her and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she used to be in a lot of different uh, plays and all And So it was a lot of things I didn't know till later on after she got grown. She told me, I said, I wish you told me that when you were younger. It's all right, Mom. It's all right. Things that, you know. Ooh, some things you have to survive and Lord, you don't know how in the world you do. Mm-hmm. But you know by God's grace. And do, do you think your faith played a major part in how you raised your children or how you just got through life? Of course it did because I, I just knew that God would, would bring me through. I always thought God would bring me through. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Um, when you're attractive with with people, that causes a problem. What you mean? Uh, because you you'll think that okay, you like these people, and then you move forth with your life. And because I'm happy, whatever you get, I'm happy. I'm happy because you're you're accumulating, you're achieving what you want. Right. But on the other side, I don't need you to cheer me on or anything, but don't cut me either. Yeah. So I had to deal with that. And I said, drop people sometimes. You know, I said, drop. I had to drop them because it, it was detrimental to me. And I'd already been through hurt and pain. But, you know, where I, because I always said, you live in a certain life with, with, your, with your mother. Mm-hmm. And then this man comes in. Disrupts that and disrupts it. That sounds like being jazz. Oh, you know, Mm because I asked her a couple of days ago to be honest. Uh I was like, What do you think about our current situation in comparison to where we were? She says, Oh, it was a struggle, it was hard. Mm -hmm. She says, But now we're better, life Uh is better, Uh and we learned a lot from it. Like, for her to be as young as she is, but she's very wise for her age, Uh and but that comes from you though. And we talk. Yeah, we spend time talking. She be getting on my nerves. Oh, that's <laughs> like that's, all but, kids but see, do. But that's normal. But to, to hear her speak, mm-hmm. sometimes I just I really do appreciate hearing from her mm-hmm. because I recognize when we grew up, like mm-hmm. just back. And I say we because before this two thousands, our parents and the structure of the family dynamic was children don't ask certain questions. Children no. are supposed to stay at a Finish child's place, place. Mm-hmm. but. When things happen, why you didn't say nothing? Uh-huh. I didn't know I was supposed to tell you. Don't I didn't know, know I was supposed to, to say something. Uh-huh. And so we kind of were stunted. Uh-huh. So we were, I, I don't want to even say hindered, but protected yeah. in a way in which it kind of forbade us from really being honest with them about what we were going through uh-huh. until it was too late, such as abuse or whatever the case uh-huh. may be. And see, my husband. It's more, you know, as I've noticed him more and more, he's a lot like his daddy was. When he said every once in a while, tell me somebody what his daddy was saying everything and do. It made sense. And then, but see, <laughs> I was younger, so he was supposed to be in charge. Uh-huh. And I'm not supposed to have a mind of uh, a decide to do this or decide to do And when I started breaking that chain, that caused a conflict. Uh-huh. But I just didn't deter from, I kept on going. Right. Because I knew if I didn't, I wouldn't live. I wouldn't live. 
And he, he's basically a good guy, but he wants to control me and be my daddy. <laughs> you, know, you can't be my dad and do the things you be. <laughs> but do you think that was something that he, like you said, he was taught from his dad? He because that from was his the, dad. But that was the ideal role of the man was to be <laughs> in control. Being, yes, right. Okay. Because I see that right. there's a struggle now in this day and age where the men want to be in control, but some mm-hmm. of them not in holding up their part of a leader. Yeah. You know, like there's the sensitive male mm-hmm. to the point where don't do this, yeah. but. I, I don't, I don't want to provide a hundred percent. So it's like, I want you to get 50% or you need to show up with all of this too. But back in the day, if the man was in full control and running the house, that was what he expected himself yeah. to be able to do. And he was controlling. And then I, I remember I one it. time his uh, sister came up, but you know, they didn't come to our wedding. Mm-hmm. And I knew they didn't care for the fact that he married me, but then that's just, just this to go. And he was the only boy, so that was the only brother. And, and honey, you said whatever. Now I wasn't gonna take. I don't. I didn't take his crap. And he was telling me one day about how his father had put his stepmother, made her sit on the chair, cause some she had none. He whipped her. Oh, oh yeah, crazy. Let me see. Think of I can tell the I'm telling you, no, it's good. Cause you know, you see people didn't tell you all this stuff was going on in the household until much later. Uh huh. Oh, and it's too late. Too late. Yeah. And then I would, I wanted certain things. Uh, he'll tell me, okay, we'll go tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Where that day would come. I didn't tell you that. You don't need this. You don't need that. Well, so because he wanted to control me. But I had a mind, and I remember I was working, and that's when I and we had our first home. And um, I would work to you know I work Monday through Friday, and then Saturday morning I get up and wash clothes, and I was hanging clothes. I said, "Let's well, make sense. Wash clothes, come in, hang clothes up. I'm tired of this." But you know, because I do everything. Right. So, I told him, I said, you know, we need to get a, uh, a dryer. I said, so we need to go to Sears Saturday and get a dryer. He said, oh, okay. He told what you need for it, I told him. And so he said, okay. I said, are we going? I said, I don't need to go. Why I need to go? I went to Sears, got my dryer, and so uh, they wanted to deliver that Tuesday. And I told them, I said, I need you at home to receive that dryer. And if you're not going to be here, I'll just take off. Oh, oh, I'll be here. The guy came, the guy said, uh, now, he said, I don't know if this is the right dryer. Because I had to, had the, the top of the line because that's the way I, I always that was just me. Mm-hmm. And fire something. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> the guy told he said, "Well, I don't know my wife about." He said, "Well, if it's not the right one, I'm gonna leave it here anyway." That's how I got my drive. So then I was able, um, you know, I take a load of clothes out of the washer, put them in a the dryer. Don't go out there hanging out because I could be doing something else in the house. Right. Cut yeah. down on some time. Yeah, so then, like I wanted these twin beds, and these photos gone. I said, yeah, we'll go. Again, I'm all excited because he said, and I woke up and said, I'm like, you don't need twin beds. I went down my own twin beds. But my husband's always been the type, you don't need if he's not controlling it. Even when we had stuff down around the house and I was paying, he tried to control my money. That's just, that's just him. And it's still in him. Mm-hmm. And, but I'll, I'll tell you, because people what say, is What is his response when things are accomplished? Is it more of like a gratitude of, okay, walk, she took care of that? No, walk around there, <laughs> you know, mad at me and all that stuff. And then somebody come there and see something or something. You know, somebody talk about this is, you know, 
this is pretty. And then out there, oh, no, you have this, you have Because I don't brag. I just buy it, I'm going to buy it. And I remember when, my, when I wanted this uh, furniture, it's leather furniture for the den. And so I went and bought it. And I asked him, was he going to be at home for it? So I could tell him what day to deliver it. If they bring it, I'm going to send it back. I said, okay. I said, Lisa, I need you to be able to receive furniture. She said, okay, So the people came, and so <laughs> they were asking, I said, oh, you the one supposed to sign? She said, no, my mother bought it. I'm the one supposed to sign. <laughs> so he was mad about that. Because like, you had it planned. I got over. I would never have anything. And then when his when his two sisters who've been to the house was the other seven men. They said, Oh, you have this, you have that. And all the piercings, the old piercings, I thought about it. Huh. You know, because your your brother. Uh-huh. And I remember he had surgery. And they told him that uh they uh, had given him this uh this deal where you can um Use it, you know, use the pot on it, you know, to, to uh, whatever you have to do because it was tall. Right. So uh, I told the man, I said, well, You don't need this. Because what happened is, see, God is always with me. I went to uh, to uh, Home Depot and I said, You need some taller commodes. I ordered them, one of them came back kind of broken up, so they had to reorder it. It's all pulled down and everything. The people came and installed it. He had the surgery. Who needed the commode? <laughs> he needed the commode. <laughs> then told that, oh no, I don't need this. Uh, uh, we have this. I said, you have But tell a man how you, you acting ugly. <laughs> but that's what he does, and he acts ugly. When I get something, he just gets, he just, he can't understand it that he can control me with everything. <laughs> but you love him. <laughs> at times. At sometimes. Sometimes I look at him and say, mm. what you say, I've been married yeah. for over 60 years? Yeah, yeah 60, 61 years. 61, 61 years. years. Yeah. So, a lot of people aspire to be married. Then there's people who just really want just a wedding. Proper circumstance. No, I love that man. <laughs> I love him. And we went to the, 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 you know, the club, the Elmer Rodder Club. Uh-huh. Oh, for that, uh, emancipation? Yeah, Dallas. Uh-huh. Well, it's emancipation now, though, isn't it? They took Dallas off and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to remember all that stuff. Anyway, we used to go there and dance and dance. And one night, we went there, and my ex-boyfriend was there. He didn't like him. He didn't like him at all. And so, uh, Anthony just kept talking, kept talking, and he wanted to dance. I said, you mind if I dance with him? And he said, go ahead. So I was like, Anthony, I'm just going to tell you something. Oh, don't worry about it. Just something to that degree. <laughs> and so I went back, and I, I told him, because Anthony came back, and I said, oh, we get ready to leave. I said, you don't mind, don't you want to leave? That's what you want to do. So I told him, I said, okay, let's leave. I was going to take me later on. Yeah, because I had my gun. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. I was like, shoot. But after that, my love, it's been my love for years. They were Catholic. Hi, yo. But he's a nice guy. He has, you know, he, I couldn't see him out, go places with him or anything. I see him at school and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses. And so one day he came to the house, and uh, my cousin was there. She said, a boy came looking for you. I said, well, what's his name? I don't know, but he, he's, he's real light and he's yellow. <laughs> I said, oh, I say that's Anthony. So he came back, and he met my mother and everything. So Anthony was just a nice, nice guy. My little honey, sometimes I used to bring stuff in there and hide it in the closet. Where'd you get that? <laughs> oh, my.
61 years. Uh-huh. That's done. That's a long time. We've been through the ups and downs. And, and I said, tell him, don't discuss my business with your family. And that's the only thing. I, but you know what he do sometimes? He'd be on the phone with his sister. And I figured out they must have told him, well, I know they didn't like the fact that he married me. But they must have told him, you just you probably do everything normal, and say whatever it is. Cause uh-huh. He'd be on the phone trying to get tough. <laughs> you heard what I said. I said what well, they say flexes. I know you have to act like you the man and all that stuff on the phone with your sister. But don't ever do that again because you they will find out you're not the man. <laughs> But then my other sister-in-law didn't like me because this was one of the best conversations I could say I had with Miss Pearson. Uh, the candid conversation about family, marriage, man, married for over sixty. Well, yeah, sixty-one years, y'all. <laughs> I know marriage ain't perfect, especially you go through changes. Raising her daughters, uh, losing her parents at an early age. Man, inspiration, right? So I hope y'all enjoyed this candid conversation with Miss Pearson about her wisdom, hearing it from our elders. We don't have elders like we used to, y'all. So embrace and love all the people you got in front of you. Take the lessons that they are sharing with you, the message behind it, and uh, grow. Be better than you were, and uh, leave your mark on the world. Just be a part of your legacy. So, check back with y'all later. Bye.